our sermon, the topic is winning life battles. Winning life battles, and it comes from the book of Exodus, chapter 17. Let us turn our Bibles to the book of Exodus, chapter number 17. I, I am reading from NIV version. Let us read together. The whole Israelite community set out from the desert of Sin, traveling from place to place as the Lord commanded. They camped at Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. So they quarreled with Moses and said, Give us water to drink. Moses replied, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you put the Lord to taste? But the people were thirsty for water there, and they grumbled against Moses. They said, Why did you bring us up out of Egypt to make us and our children and our livestock die of thirst? Then Moses cried to the Lord, what am I to do with these people? They are almost ready to stone me. The Lord answered Moses, Walk on ahead of the people. Take with you some of the elders of Israel, and take in your hand the staff with which you stuck the nail, and go. I will stand there before you, and the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock, and water will come out of it for the people to drink. So Moses did this in the sight of the elders of Israel, and he called the place Massa and Beriba because the Israelites quarreled and because they tasted the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? Verse 8. The Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, Choose some of our men and go out to fight with the Amalekites. Tomorrow I'll stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered, and Moses, Aaron, and Har went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Har held his hands up, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady still till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with a sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, write this on a scroll as something to be remembered and make sure that Joshua hears it, because I will completely blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar and called it, the Lord is my banner. He said, for hands were lifted up to the throne of the Lord, the Lord will be at war against the Amalekites from generation to generation. And that is the word of the Lord. I invite Brother Paul Magoto, who is bringing the word today. As he come to bring the word, allow us to, to pray. Dear God, we commit Brother Paul Magoto before your very able hands. As he stands to minister your word to us, I pray that you'll use him as the vessel which you have chosen today, O God. He is noble before you, but we pray that you'll use him in a very powerful way to minister that which is you have intended for our hearts, O God. May it be used for teaching, may it be used for encouragement, may it be used for giving us knowledge, more knowledge about you for the glory and honor of your name. As we sit to listen, Jehovah may make us more attentive, O God. Help us to understand that which your Holy Spirit will guide him to speak. In Jesus' name we pray and believe. Amen. Thank you. Welcome, Paul. Hello, people. Um, my name is Paul Magoto, and uh, I'm glad to be here after a very long time. Uh, I was last year in uh, March, 
And uh, it's good to see it's almost full. And uh, even for those who are watching us from home, we want to encourage you to come and join us. Uh, there's a lot that is happening. Uh, we're being, uh, we can see the, uh, the COVID uh, rules are being adhered to, and uh, this is very good. I want to thank you. Um, today we are going to be looking at uh, Exodus 17, verse 1 to 16. But uh, it's good also to know that there's been a lot happening in this uh, country uh, over all this time. The COVID, uh, it's a battle uh, that we are facing as a nation. And uh, not just Kenya, but the whole world. And um, as all that is happening, it's also uh, it's good for me to, even as we stay at home, me and my wife and our son, I want to give you the greetings. Uh, do you receive them? Yeah, so uh, we now stay close to Rimpa. And I, was, I, I got to know that a lot of people stay around that side as well. And also in our growth group, we have many members, and also they pray for me as I pray for them. So there's a lot of spiritual growth, and I thank you. Um, the COVID situation has affected very, very many people. Some people don't have uh, jobs. Some have been put on half pay. Uh, some have been suspended uh, from work. You know, you've been told go for three months, six months. I work in the banking industry, and I see a lot of that. Uh, you get uh, letters coming saying so-and-so. I cannot pay my uh, facility. I need to be given more time. And so what we are seeing is that we are going through a battle as a, as a people. But the country, uh, or as a people, we have seen very many battles over time. Uh, you will notice that... Uh, uh, there, there were battles all the way uh, during the times of the Israelites. There were times when there was a great king, Nebuchadnezzar, very powerful individual. Um, and he used to be known to be someone of, uh, he would get so angry, you know, until his countenance would change. Yeah? But in spite of that, yeah, his kingdom went. There were other kingdoms that came, the Middle Persia. Uh, the Greek kingdom, if you know the Alexander the Great, you know, and many, many other kingdoms uh, have come. There have been many battles. There have been lots of deaths over time. And in uh, recent years, we've had the uh, First World War and the Second World War. And um, we continue to learn from these wars. It's good in the late, in the current, in the recent years, we are not seeing those kind of battles, you know. But War is now moving to the technological side. We are finding situations where, uh, if, you, if you notice, China and the United States are fighting. But they are not fighting in terms of arms. They are talking about sanctions, and the sanctions have strong effects. You know, um, you don't have to kill or to do, you know, to throw bombs here and there. You'll find the U.S. is also at war with North Korea. Yeah putting sanctions after sanctions after sanctions. And um, even in our personal lives, we also face a lot of battles. And now, uh, when we uh, come to this study of um, Exodus 17, we are going to see how God, uh, uh, God's vision in uh, how we face battles and how we should be able to overcome them, you know, because that is the essence. Uh, that is the essence of this life. 
And uh, I will just start, uh, uh, if you look the way it starts, it starts in a very sad way. The whole Israelite community set out from the desert of sin, traveling from place to place as the Lord commanded. So far, so good. They camped at Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. So they quarreled with Moses and said, give us water to drink. Now, you know very well that uh, Moses is involved in um, something. He was given a JD that he was very reluctant to take up. You know, many of us apply for jobs or apply for a course in a college because you want to do that course or you want, to do the, you, you, you want that job. From the moment he got this, he was saying, I stammer, you know, uh, you know, God, am I really the right person? What, who, who will I tell them sent me? And really, it was not going to be an easy job for him. He had his weaknesses. We all have our weaknesses. And here he is, every time he's facing situations where he's dealing with a very rebellious nation, the nation of Israel. And it is good to understand um, what is disappointing is that God has already done very mighty things for the people of Israel. If you check, uh, they've already gone through the ten plagues. Um, uh, in Exodus 12, all the ten plagues have already been uh, uh, sent to, the, uh, to, to Egypt. And eventually, they give up and they say, fellows, you can go. You know, when you look at Exodus 14... Uh, the nation of Israel has crossed the Red Sea. A very, very powerful thing has happened. You cross the Red Sea on dry land, and in the process, their enemy, who they, they were really, you know, living in fear and seeing them coming, you know, and the whole army of Egypt is extinguished, you know, and you can imagine that they have seen mighty things up to this point, and they should be really, uh, they should have a lot of faith and trust that this God can do mighty things. In Exodus 15, you can also see that um, uh, they, 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 got, they got to a point where they needed water, and they found bitter waters. And God was able to uh, turn that bitter waters into sweet waters. Um, that was it in, in Mara. And God makes, them, uh, makes the water sweet and instructs them to listen to his commandments and keep them. That is in, Mark, uh, in Exodus 15, 26. And they get to know his new name. What is this? Jehovah Rapha, you know. And uh, this means uh, Jehovah who heals. And with all these, you, can, you expect them to be growing in their faith. Now, you go to Exodus 16. They are provided with manna. Last week, you were able to see Manna and quail. Because at this point, they, this manna was provided to them for 40 years up to the point when they crossed over to Canaan. God was faithful. And this manna was able to provide all their nutritional needs. And this is the God now, when we are getting to Exodus 17, they are bitter. This time, they are testing God again. And this is just about a month after they have crossed the Red Sea. So you can tell if, uh, from God's side, this is not a good thing. These people are not growing. Yeah? Um, 
And now they start to grumble yeah, due to thirst. They are testing God. What does that show? It means they are still living in the flesh. They are still carnal. And a lot of us as Christians, um, we must be able to know how to fight the flesh. Yeah? And start to grow spiritually. Because that is the whole essence of this scripture that we are going to be reading today. It's not about facing the uh, battles we are facing today, about jobs, about increments, about your business struggling and so on. Yeah? And um, when you look, God is able to, uh, through uh, Moses, Moses goes and hits a rock. He strikes a rock and that by itself is a point, it points to Jesus Christ, you know, uh, who is the living water. If you look at 1 Corinthians uh, 10 verse 4, and all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank of the spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock is Christ. So, by hitting the rock, the key thing is who is the provider? The provider is Christ. And that is what we should put our focus on. Not on the things surrounding us, the small, small, these are just distractions, you know. We must look at the bigger picture. And this is what now the Israelites need to start to focus on, how they can grow spiritually. The same God knows our specific needs. And this should give us hope when we are facing our problems, uh, our earthly problems, you know, seeking employment. It's, a, it's been a tough time. For students, you know, I'm sure you've been watching the updates on COVID uh, today. The schools are opening. They might not open, you know. The ones who are in college, you're hoping to complete your studies this year. Shortly, you're told, okay, the universities don't look like they're ready. And you're thinking, I had, you know, I was hoping to finish and get a job. There are those who are candidates, they have had very difficult time knowing this is the final year I'm going to be studying. And you know, I remember when I was back in high school, we used to call those kind of things academic fire. You finish and you burn your books. And uh, it, was, it was a joyous time. Uh, people line up their books, notes they've taken so long to write down, and they just want to burn them. And these students feel they've been denied that. Yeah, I'm told about some student who, uh, a nephew to a colleague who just decided, uh, actually, I have had it, you know, because he he's a bright student, he's been preparing for the exams for so long, and then hoping that somehow the exam will be pushed maybe to November, to December. He's been reading up to maybe a month ago, and now he has said he has had enough, he's not going to study anymore. He's not going to sit for that exam. And my prayer is uh, for the young people, don't get to that point. Um, so even for those who are having businesses that are struggling, have hope. God is not too much about your physical issues. He knows. He knows about them. Those are not things that should give you anxiety. They are only added to you. But it's key focus. Lose everything, but do not lose in the spiritual battle. Uh, if you look at uh, Philippians 4.19, he will supply all our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. That's a promise. 
Yeah, this same God who provided for the Israelites year after year, all the plagues to let them go. Remember, he said, I have heard the cry of my children Israel. And this same Israel is the one that is now saying that have you brought us here to die of thirst? So meaning they wanted to remain in Egypt. God is trying to help them. And now they are more like saying Egypt was better. Um, God is the supplier. Uh, the key point that you need to note is that God is the supplier of our provisions. He knows what we need and we should trust in him always. I'll repeat, God is the supplier of our provisions. He knows what we need and we should trust in him. Um, apart from that, there are the same scripture, there are, you notice there are even greater battles than material needs. God desires that we submit to him by growing in obedience. Obedience is greater than sacrifice. If you remember, uh, when Saul was, um, was ordered to go and extinguish the Amalekites, what did he do? He later used the excuse that uh, he kept some animals and those animals were going to be used for sacrifice. But God was clear when he sent prophet Naaman saying, no, obedience is more important than sacrifice. It doesn't matter how much tithe you give, you know, and all that. If you cannot obey God, if you cannot submit to him, it is worthless. And God demands that we uh, obey him. We need to learn to depend on him to fight our battles. And what does that need? This needs faith. If you look at Hebrew 11 verse 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things that are not seen. Can you imagine going to court? Court works with evidence. That verse by itself means you're going to court and you're saying, yet it's more powerful. You're saying, faith is the substance of things hoped for. You're telling the judge, your evidence is things you are hoping for. Yeah? And evidence of things not seen. They are asking you to provide evidence of things you have seen and you're saying you have not seen. But we know as Christians, our faith is not empty. The scripture has... Uh, there's been so many promises and God has fulfilled them. We know it is, it's not empty. But for the people looking at things from the carnal eye, it's, it's empty, you know. Uh, and so what, what, what is the key thing that we should look at? When God redeems us, that's a key point. When God redeems us, he expects us to walk by faith. I'll repeat when God redeems us, he expects us to walk by faith. As Christians, Christianity is dependent on that. We, when you don't have faith, you have nothing. You only need the faith of a, a mustard seed and you can move mountains. If you look at Exodus 17 verse 15, here you're looking at um, uh, the issue of the Amalekites now. You know, um, after winning the against the Amalekites, 
God's other name is revealed. Um, Jehovah Nisi, Lord is my banner. But just to take you a bit back, why did the Amalekites uh, attack Israel? Amalekites, they get their name from Amalek. Amalek was a grandson to Esau. Esau was a twin brother to Jacob. And for him and the generation after him, they were very, very bitter. They lived, their uh, grandfather lived by the flesh. He exchanged his birthright. He exchanged his birthright for a bowl of soup. Are you in a position where you can give up everything because, and, and give up God because of a promotion, because of something small, anything else, nothing equates. And because they had lost that, he gave up that, he lost. Uh, Jacob was the chosen uh, son. And uh, with that, um, they were bitter always. They always now looked for uh, how to get back, you know, and try and hit. They always, if you look at generations, many generations after that, they always went and attack the Israelites from the weakest point. When the Israelites were always at the forefront, trying to uh, get into battle, the Amalekites would check, go around, attack where the women are, where the, uh, the sickly people are, and now that would be a distraction. They are busy trying to fight, say, the Philistines, and they will be attacking from the side, from the backside. And that was... Uh, and when you see here, you notice that God stated very clearly that uh, Lord said to Moses, write on this scroll, if you look at uh, verse 14, uh, as something to be remembered to make sure that Joshua hears it because I will completely blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. And this he did. Because when uh, Israel is trying to do something, they are trying to fight, they are always the ones who, you know, were always the ones who took advantage. And, and so, uh, let us not fall for that. You know, let's not fall for that. We will always go through difficult times. And we must know that let's keep our focus. The key focus is a spiritual battle. The greatest battle is within us, the spiritual battle. God uses our struggles to disciple and make us, uh, um, and make us more like him sanctification. You become more and more like God. Yeah? You may lose any of your battles, but never don't lose your spiritual battle. Do not. Let people say you were auctioned. Let people say you lost your job, but at the day, at your last breath, may you be able to have stood firm and got the crown of righteousness. That is the essence of of, of Christianity. Yeah? And so, you may forget everything about the Amalekites, about what happened, but stand firm. Yeah? Um, we too face many physical battles in our lives, but we must not lose sight on the spiritual battle. If you look at Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. 
And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The question I'll ask, does your life reflect that you live by faith? Does it? I'll repeat the scripture. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Does he live in you? Does he live in you? And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. Because we have to continue to live in the flesh. But do you live by faith? By what you do? You know, I'm trying to challenge. It's a very powerful scripture. And uh, the principle that comes out of that, master the flesh by growing in the spirit. Your spirit grows, your flesh weakens. But if you allow the flesh to grow, your spirit will be weak. So master the flesh by growing in the spirit. The wilderness was a school of discipleship for the nation of Israel. Remember, they are going through difficult times. One point, they are asking about water. At the next point, they are asking about food. You know, and always grumbling. Don't be someone who likes to grumble all the time. God does not like that. Cheerful. Tough times come, but they should not change you. You know? Um, and in that wilderness you're going through, your wilderness could be this COVID situation. And many others will come. We don't know. Yeah? It is said uh, the private sector has lost close to a million uh, jobs within this time. Yeah, maybe some of the congregation here has been significantly affected, you know. But do not lose sight of the work of God. Yeah, that could be a wilderness, and the time for you to be hold on and depend more on God. The question that I will ask: Are you living? Uh, uh, are you living from your wilderness? You know. Business, school, employment, your health situation could be failing, you know, all this because of uh, uh, COVID. My advice, seek divine intervention. With God, all things are possible. Thank God that the battles we face in this world are just temporary. They will come to an end. Nothing lasts forever. Only the word of God will stand to the end. And anyway, the main battle... If you look at uh, the book of Revelation, the Armageddon, we already know the advantage we have. Can you imagine you're going to an exam and you already have the answers? You went, you went for a tutorial and you're told, this is the script. And you read it. You remember the, a few years ago, before the Matiangi time, some people <laughs> were able to know the exam before the day. It, it would even be circulated on, on WhatsApp. You'd see the paper. So can you imagine... With the scripture, we know how it's going to end. Yeah? And that is the advantage we have. Use it. You can have it and not use it. You can have a weapon, you can have a gun, and you don't know how to use it and you'll be shot when you go for war. We have serious weapon in, with us. Let's make use of them. Uh, in conclusion, uh, we look at uh, Psalms 127 verse 1. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in pain who build it. 
unless the Lord um, guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Let your life be centered around God. Let your life depend. You, if, 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 if God is not in the middle of that, it's pointless. Remember the rich young uh, man who went to God, uh, who went to Jesus and uh, uh, saying he's done everything and then sell everything. It was not about the selling, but Jesus is able to see that this wealth has taken hold of him. You know? But when you look at the story of Job, it was different. Job had a lot of wealth. But even when losing it, he still remained with God. So even whether you have wealth or anything, you must ensure you remain in God to the end. So let's depend on the Lord as we face our battles and he shall give us victory. As we face our uh, battles every day, let us remain from the sermon that uh, my brother Paul delivered today. But these are my notes. These are just mine. I don't know how yours look like, but I realize that uh, to win these life battles, according to uh, Paul's presentation, do not be too easy to forget the work of God, because Israel forgot. Israelites forgot the work of God. And how could they win these battles when they forget the good works of the Lord in the past? He has been fighting for us. Number two, do not be carnal in your expectations. Israel waited for a physical rest, yet God had a better plan, a plan for eternity. Number three, do not forget to lock your rear door because the Amalekites attacked from the rear. They attacked from the rear. You are guarding your financial institution. But the devil could be fighting through your children. Please do not forget the, to lock the rear door if you are going to make it in this life. Number four, do not leave a lone ranger. Do not leave a lone ranger. The devil could overwhelm you. They held their hands of Moses because they knew, God knew, that you need the others to walk with you. And finally, of the two co-workers, Joshua and Moses, the intercessor is chief. Whatever you do, please remember to intercede and engage in the ministry of prayer because we are not fighting physical enemy. Therefore, do not be easy to forget. Do not be too carnal in your life expectations. Do not forget to lock your rear door. Do not leave a lone ranger and of the two co-workers with God, the intercessor is chief. These are my notes. I know if we were to extract your notes, we would get like 20 of them. May the Lord be glorified in this life. So now, my brothers and sisters, let us raise up our hands together as we pray. I pray for the sick. I pray that the Lord will release his uh, healing upon you. Those that are feeling sick in your bodies, the Lord has healing for us. He was whipped. He was beaten so that we may receive our healing. And by faith we can receive our healing. We do not fear to declare healing upon you because it is biblical. 
And therefore I speak healing upon you in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. He is able to heal you. May healing be upon you. May the power of excessive suffering of sickness uh, be, be defeated in your life, in your body, in the name of Jesus Christ. It is biblical to pray for you and therefore we pray for you. Those that are bereaved, those that are crying, and those that others have been bereaved, and they are looking for comfort from the Lord. May the Lord overwhelm you with deepest comfort. May the Lord heal your hearts. May the Lord answer your questions tomorrow. May the Lord give you the finances that you require. May the Lord hold your hand to see this, to see you uh, uh, through all this process in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for your business that are struggling because it is the Lord who starts and is faithful to complete. Yes, he is a wonderful finisher. He finishes that which he starts. He started with you. I speak breakthrough in Jesus' name. I pray that the Lord will bring customers from the south and from the north and from the east even to the west. May the Lord bring customers. He's the one who knows where you will get your customers tomorrow. May the Lord give you favor. May the Lord give you victory. May the Lord heal your business in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, he is able and we trust we pray for family reconciliation. We pray for family restoration. We pray that the Lord will restore your family. We pray that the Lord will find you, will find, give you joy in your family. We do not know what family sickness you go through, but by the Lord give you healing in your family in Jesus' name. And now, may the Lord bless you. May the, may the Lord bless your coming. May he bless your going. When you go out on Monday... And Tuesday and Wednesday, and then Friday and Saturday and Sunday, even when you come back, may the Lord show his face upon you. May the Lord heal you. May the Lord restore you. May the Lord make you the head and never the tail. May the Lord answer your prayer. May you live to give praise unto the Lord. May he bless you. May his grace be sufficient for you. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And amen. And give and clap unto the Lord. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen and amen and amen.